Good morning and welcome to Tuesday morning, September the 28th in 2021 on When I Rise. We're currently in year B, proper week 22, which is the 19th Sunday after Pentecost. And on the Tuesday of the week, we like to take a look at the Psalm text from the Revised Common Lectionary. And we're going back earlier in the Psalms. Psalm 26 is the Psalm of the week. So let me read that passage. Brought a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 26. Vindicate me, Lord, for I have led a blameless life. I have trusted in the Lord and have not faltered. Test me, Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind. For I have always been mindful of your unfailing love, and have lived in reliance on your faithfulness. I do not sit with the deceitful, nor do I associate with hypocrites. I abhor the assembly of evildoers and refuse to sit with the wicked. I wash my hands in innocence and go about your altar, Lord, proclaiming aloud your praise and telling all of your wonderful deeds. Lord, I love the house where you live, the place where your glory dwells. Do not take away my soul along with sinners, my life with those who are bloodthirsty, and whose hands are wicked schemes, whose right hands are full of bribes. I lead a blameless life. Deliver me and be merciful to me. My feet stand on level ground in the great congregation. I praise the Lord. This is the word of God for us. Psalm 26 is a staggering psalm. It's a psalm of confidence. Uh, this, the writer of this psalm, as he sings his song to God, he is confident that if God tested him, that he would pass a test. You'll notice in verse 26, uh, verse sorry, in uh, Psalm 26, verse one, that uh, this comes from a place of uh, confidence, but also in a place of hardship. The the first request is vindicate me. So there seems to be a situation where this person seems to be in trouble that they didn't find themselves in, but it found them, right? And so as this person is sifting through, why am I going through these hardships? I've done my best to live a blameless life. One of the unfortunate things sometimes we get in the English translation is that translators do all the best work they can and then they pick English words. And even though they're quite aware that um, it's going to take further study from the reader to get to the bottom of it, they pick a word that is simply the best they can do. This idea of blameless life kind of flies all over us, doesn't it? Like I think we might say, how arrogant of a person to claim that they have lived a blameless life. Surely no one is walking around saying that they haven't uh, made a mistake at some point in their life. And it's just the way the English kind of fails us here. The word here is not so much uh, like not having any blame but having an integral whole to oneself. So this is uh, much related to Job chapter one and two that we read yesterday. Uh, Job is one who's got a great reputation among the heavenly court. Like there's a wholeness about him that uh, if you were to get 10 witnesses in a lineup about this one person's life, they would all say the same thing. I remember uh, seeing this experience this once when I was in college. College was the first time that I had friends from all over the place and I remember I had no context about where they came from or who they were or their parents, or their family. And so it was cool that after get, getting to know them for a while, getting a chance to meet their parents or to go to the place where they're from. 
and to see like who they were like back in the day and who I knew them to be in this day, it was always a joy to see that this was the very same person. Um, they, they didn't change, they didn't shape shift from one group of people to another group of people. But they were so comfortable in their own skin. They didn't feel like they have to hustle or uh, to manage uh, some sort of image with different groups. They were the same person. And I thought, this person truly is living a wise life, but they're also living at rest. I mean, how anxious would you and I be if we had to shape shift from group to group? Like we have a work self and a church self and like a group of friends self and an extracurricular activity self and now like a Facebook self and an Instagram and a TikTok self. Like all these selves that we have to manage. Wouldn't it be great if we can eliminate all the variants of who we are and we become the same person. Uh, this gets out to the heart of what Jesus will later say in the gospel. I don't believe it's the gospel passage for this week. But he talks about having a childlike faith. Uh, something that Dallas Willard alluded to, I, I believe it was in his divine conspiracy, is that uh, Jesus calls us to a childlike faith, but not a childish faith. And I think this is what he means. And if you've raised kids, or if you're around kids normally, you'll, you'll get this dynamic. Kids don't hide when they're angry, or when they're disappointed, or when they're sad, or when they're happy. Like, how they feel does wash over their face. But over time, we learn how to mask our, our true self in order to navigate the room that we're in around the people that we're around, right? We can, if we're angry, uh, we, we learn how to like put plaster a smile on our face and act like nothing is wrong. And there might be something advantageous about it in the moment, but we learn that in order to get ahead that we have to be fake at some level to wear like some sort of a disguise. And so Jesus says, coming back to the heart of faith is having a childlike faith again and learning how to live no lies, as John Mark Comer is uh, suggesting in his new book that's coming out, uh, I think this week. And so this idea of living with a great humility and with a great integrity where our whole self is put together. I don't think this is challenging to me uh, today. To ask God, like the psalmist says in verse 2, test me, Lord, and try me, examine my heart and my mind. Go through an examination. Put me through the MRI machine. And what you'll find, God, is that there's an integrity about me that I'm held together by a cord of simplicity and a cord of honesty. I love you, but that that hurts at some level because I know that if the MRI was to be scanned over me, I wouldn't pass that test. But with Jesus, there is forgiveness. And with Jesus, there is mercy. And with Jesus, there is transformation. And so what I'm going to pray over us in our lives today is that we are willing to get the MRI test from God. And what is revealed during this time of prayer is something that we can give to God knowing that he's a gracious God and that he wants to transform us, that he doesn't want to like wag a finger at us and say, I told you so. He wants to say, hey, this is where we're at, but this is not where we're going to end. But grace is going to carry us to the rightful destination and end that God has dreamed up for us. So with that in mind, let's spend some time praying together this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, there is no one like you. We declare that you know all things. You know what holds us together. You know what we what is out in the open in our lives. And you know what is held in secret. Uh, and it's held in secret because we're afraid. We're afraid um, that 
if we are to be honest about how we feel inside or the broken places inside, that we will not be accepted. And so we put on a disguise so that we can navigate life. But I thank you that uh, with Jesus there is freedom. We thank you for the promise that it is for freedom that the Son has set you free. And so you set us free not just from uh, the things that do harm us directly, but the things that harm us indirectly and the things that we hide inside. God, we thank you that you're not going to abandon us, but we thank you that with you there is forgiveness. And so God, as we allow the examination, the lamp of your Holy Spirit to illuminate areas in our life that are still out of joint, that still aren't whole, I pray that you would meet us there with your grace. And I pray that um, as you meet us there, that we would hear the the message of Jesus once more, where you invite us to uh, come to you, all who are weary and heavy laden, and we will find rest for our souls. May we find rest in you, rest in our broken places, knowing that they're going to be transformed because of your great power that's at work within us. So we pray to you, resurrected Christ, and we pray that you'd raise the dead places in us so that we could be whole once again. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.